The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Quantum Leaps and Healing with your host, Carrie Jahan. If you had the power to transform your life, how would you start? It's all about using what's inside of you and around you to enhance your personal health from physical to spiritual. Now, here is Carrie Jahan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quantum Leaps and Healing. I am your host, Carrie Jahan, and today we are going to be exploring energy healing and working to create flow, movement, and balance in your mind, body, and spirit. We are surrounded by layers of energy grids, and in between these layers is something called liquid light. So blocks in the grid can show up as physical pain, challenging emotions, or just feeling unconnected in your life. And energy healing is all about the flow of energy, unblocking stuck energy and mending these grids. And to explore this topic with me today are two energy healers, Elizabeth Hauptman and Carl Edwards, who work with spirit guides to unblock and remove stuck energy so one can connect with their higher self and find balance in their lives. Elizabeth and Carl have their independent practices where they work with people one-on-one and they also work remotely, but they also work together. So their guides often find ways to bring Elizabeth and Carl together where their work really complements one another as they're helping someone to heal. So Carl and Elizabeth, I'm just so delighted to have both of you here today. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having us, Carrie. Yes, thank you. Yeah. So I would love to get to know more about both of you. Um, Elizabeth, how about we start with you and can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this work? Sure. Uh, Well, so I'm 46, and I uh, have been in healing modalities, I guess you could say, for probably almost 20 years. Um, When I was um, my late 20s, I decided to go to massage school, and um, that's been sort of the foundation. I think it's a good foundation, but I think people often move past that. Um, but with that, I, I, uh, I think there's always energy being shared, uh, just because of there's the physical touch. Um, but even when I was a little kid, I was always, uh, always aware of energy. I didn't really understand it because I didn't have anyone that, um, that could explain it to me. Uh, I think it was often just thought that I was making it up, um, I was a very, very sensitive child, sort of like the princess and the pea. Anything could bother me. Um, and it's only as an adult that I've really understood uh, what I'm feeling. Um, and I even still really struggle sometimes with that. <laughs> yes. um, but from doing massage work, I think it was just a natural progression to move more and more into energy work. Um, and then it's been in the last, 
I guess, four years that I've really done just strictly energy work, uh, and that's how I met Carl. We took a class together uh, with uh, our a teacher that helped us to uh, to find how it, how it comes through us uh, that you know that it comes through us very differently, but that we really do complement each other, like you said, uh, when we work on people. Great, thank you, thank you. And sure. Carl, how how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this? Sure, sure. Um, I'll echo some of the things that Elizabeth said. Always a very sensitive child person. Didn't really understand why, what was going on. Um, I was introduced to the formal concept of energy healing in 2005 when I had uh, uh, inguinal surgery, uh, hernia, and surgery for that. And somebody suggested seeing uh, an energy healer. And I really enjoyed it. And it was very interesting to me and kind of opened my eyes to a couple different things. Um, my formal training is in computer science, so I'm very much a system person. So I need to understand, you know, this little tidbit, but I need to understand the big picture in a lot of ways. And throughout my life, uh, medical things and whatnot, my, my mom and sisters are all nurses, so I, I call myself a de facto doctor just from <laughs> the experiences that we've had and understanding and like the information stays similar with uh, computer science stuff. So effectively after that, after 2005, I started experimenting and I always, you know, this will sound strange, but I always had a sense for grass. I always had the best grass on the, on the block <laughs> and I could just look and understand like what it needed and what it, you know, where was happy, where was sad, what was going on. And uh, someone suggested to me, well, why don't you, you know, and, and it also taking care of it with water and food and whatnot, um, try to heal it. So I started experimenting with that. That led into experimenting with my wife and child and helping them through their day-to-day aches and major life milestones and you know, eventually meant uh, met a, a mentor and, um, you know, got validation that what was happening wasn't just my imagination uh, or something, yes. um, something different and special, something very um, uh, not concrete isn't the right a- answer, but like mathematics, things are understood, concrete, logical, but this was something completely uh, different to me. So um, through that, just started experimenting with, you know, my wife and kid and then started taking some classes and understanding that this is a talent that I had. And it really kind of, once I started gaining empirical data after working on people and understanding what they're, you know, and seeing and understanding what is going on with them and being able to help them and have them, you know, relay to me their experience, I could be like, oh, yeah, this is, I have empirical data that this is something that is really helpful and is a talent that I have. Um, so, you know, since then, been working um, uh, on my own and also with Elizabeth. It's great to be able to work with her, um, you know, in conjunction because we really do work seamlessly. I can tell what she's doing. She can tell what I'm doing. Um, and it's all beneficial to uh, 
the client. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's all so interesting. So, Elizabeth, you had mentioned briefly when we spoke about working with energy grids. Can you mm-hmm. tell us about that and also about the liquid light? And then, Carl, too, if you have insights on this, I would, I would love to hear from both of you. Yeah, absolutely. So basically once, uh, I don't see them, you know, like all day throughout the day. So it's once I enter into a healing state and I have the person, I have people lay down on a massage table and, um, and once I enter into that state and that person's spirit guides come through, um, they, Basically, they'll show me, I I think it's sort of in the same way as people would talk about an aura. I mean, it's, so we have these, um, these grids that go around that, that are around us and they're, they're, it sort of looks like mesh, I guess. And it's the, the mesh, they're all the, they're lit up, they're, they're just, it's energy. Um, and those grids, uh, are probably infinite. I've just recently moved to uh, live outside the city, and so I've actually been doing, I've been playing with doing some outdoor healings. I've taken my massage table outside, and I have people laying down um, outside. And what's so fascinating is that the their grids are, they, uh, instead of just going to the end of, you know, to the walls in a room, now that they're outside, they just keep going. And so I think that they are probably infinite. Um, and then in between each, uh, each grid is this liquid light. And what, the way that I know that I'm in it is that I sort of uh, I start moving like I do if I'm um, in water. And it's just, um, it's, to me, it's just different kinds of energy. It's still just energy. And so the, the grids... Uh, they can, there's times where we need to shed grids and we can have a hard time letting them go. And so Carl or I can help remove old grids, which can look like old patterns. Uh, there's times where we'll have tears and they just need to be uh, repaired. And so if you're watching someone doing energy work and it looks like they're sewing or weaving, that's basically what we're doing is we're cleaning up that area. It's almost like surgery in a way. And then you're just sewing it back up and your guides can bring in new grids, have and pass them on to us and help put them. We'll basically sew them in. Um, Carl, do you have anything to add to that? No, that that was great. I mean, effectively what, what I'll echo what Elizabeth said is that, you know, when we see them, they're, you can tell it by, um, they're just not as bright. And, you know, I don't really see them with my eye. It's a, see them in my mind's eye. And you can tell if they're deformed or blocked or something is wrong. So there's anywhere from um, just increasing the vibration and shaking off and having the grayness or the, the patterns, whatever it may be, just evaporate or actually removing something or it's gone or it needs to be removed and then replaced with something. Um, uh, so that it's, it's, very, it's very much like um, the stitching and sewing that she says. And for me, I always see it in a 3D t- 
type grid, you know, because for me, it's a system of, you know, it's electricity and everything has electromagnetic waves and it, but it's, it's different than that. Um, so, you know, you generate, it's outside of your body as well. Um, but those grids are, you know, super important for who we are and how we walk through the day and who we interact with and how we interact with those people because you can, um, you know, you know, we've all been in a room with somebody that's not doing well or something of that nature and you're kind of like, oh, wait, something's going on here. Um, and for me and Elizabeth, that's like, oh, I, I would love to work on that person. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I get that too. <laughs> I think it comes from just a deep compassion just for all of us. And, right. Um, yeah. yeah. I think I'm also curious. with what yeah. Carl was talking about and, and just talking about the energy grids uh, is what, what I find with people a lot of times, especially in our culture, because it's so fast-paced, that we tend to be very ungrounded. Um, and so we're not really, we're always thinking, of, like we're always in, either in our heads or actually out, like out front of our heads. And so a lot of what I do when I first have someone lay down is that I spend a lot of time grounding them. And that was one of the things that actually, when I first started doing energy work, was that I was doing a lot of reflexology. Like my guides were pushing me what I can see sort of now and and looking at the past is that they were, they brought me to that doing energy work through doing reflexology. And it was to help ground people in their life and get them back in their body. And so a lot of people are walking around like floating heads and they're not in their body. So they're not feeling their bodies. They're not feeling their lives. And so a lot of times people lay down and, and uh, it'll look like they don't have legs even, you know, and sometimes it's like that they don't have legs from the knees down or from the ankles down, or sometimes there's no legs at all. And it's the whole thing of getting that, those, those energy cords and getting the flow to come down and through the, through their feet and into the earth so they can sort of be in their life and, and not just always uh, ahead of it. Yeah, it's it's really a, a a blockage. It's there's nowhere for that energy to flow because it's a natural cleansing mechanism. Right. Um, you know, from the shoulders to the arches of the feet and through the crown, through the pelvic floor. Um, there's you know pretty pretty significant rivers of light happening, and if you don't have the flow, um, you effectively have a dam, and you're not able to. Um, be able to be clean and be able to be with yourself, I think is the, the best statement that I can come up, come up with. Yes. Yeah. When I uh, work with people, it's very often too that there's a, a universal healing frequency that will come in and it's really about just being in our bodies and claiming our bodies yeah. and even placing a no vacancy sign on our bodies, like inhabit, like I am here. Right. And sometimes there's even an organ that's we're not even really in. And so it's just really right. like bringing ourselves in and grounding. And I know I need to do that for myself uh, daily and throughout the day is just connect to the earth frequencies and connect to Gaia and let that energy flow as it needs to. And when it doesn't, it's a little rocky. Yeah, <laughs> um, absolutely. Yeah. So. I think that's what people find is that when they, 
once they start grounding, then they realize, oh, that all, I think why there's almost like an epidemic of depression or anxiety, especially, I think anxiety is when, is because we're not in our bodies. Yeah. You're, you're in your head. You're, you're not in your body at all. I mean, we've both experienced that where it's like, wait, wait, you're way, you're like floating above. You're not even in here. What's going on? Right. You know, and there's usually, you know, things that um, have been trauma related, you know, programming from early, early childhood, or, or not even programming, it's just thought systems um, that need to be removed and um, shed so that you can carry on with what you need to do next. Not necessarily your whole life, but like what's the next step for you moving on today, right now, right now, right now. Yes. I so get that. Um, yeah. We are going to take a break, uh, just a quick break. But I am so fascinated by all of this, and so I'm looking forward to continuing our conversation. I have many questions for you guys, even about your the guides that you work with and working together and any stories that you might have to share about people that you've been helping out. So we're going to take a break, and if you're interested in more information, you can follow me on Facebook or visit my website, which is carriejahan.com. And when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Elizabeth and Carl, so stay tuned. You are listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Experience multidimensional transformation with Carrie Jahan. Multidimensional transformation is a powerfully effective healing modality that works consciously with the zero point field. With this innovative modality, Carrie facilitates individuals and groups in experiencing a vibrational shift towards a healthier and more harmonious state of being. Carrie works compassionately and diligently with people to help them resolve physical pain, emotional troubles, spiritual struggles, and subconscious beliefs from both current and past lives. Carrie works remotely with people around the globe. She helps facilitate some of the deepest healing her clients have ever experienced. To schedule an appointment for multidimensional transformation, contact Carrie through her website at carriejahan.com or call 845-802-4130. Again, that's Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E.com or call 845-802-4130. Everyone can learn to communicate with their loved ones in spirit. When you tune in to School of Miracles Radio with Heather Scavetta, you'll learn more about how to develop the ability to see, hear, and feel your loved ones in spirit, as well as spirit guides, masters, angels, and higher beings of light that make up the invisible world. School of Miracles Radio airs live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. To reach our show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email to Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E at gmail.com. Now, back to Quantum Leaps in Healing. Hello, everyone. This is Carrie Jahan, and welcome back to the show today. With me is Elizabeth Hopman and Carl Edwards, energy healers that are sharing a bit about their work. And I'm excited to continue our conversation. So I was wondering, can we go just go back to the grids a little bit? And you were speaking about how you, you feel them and you're mending them and sewing them. And I'm wondering, like, how much information are you sensing? Are you just kind of going with the flow? Or do you actually know that you're working on someone's physical body or their mental body or emotions? Or is it specific? Well, I think probably for everyone it's different. Uh, and I, for me, uh, I think it's, you know, it, it, I learned to trust. Uh, I feel, I will feel a lot of uh, what I'm working on. So, um, and then I can see it too. And uh, the other day I was working, um, I started working on a woman and instantly um, I was taken to her ovaries, and it was just sort of like, and it's the same thing as what Carl was saying. It's in my mind's eye. I could see her ovaries uh, were bigger than anything else, and I just instantly went there, and um, and uh, I asked if um, before I told her what I was working on she told me that she started having a lot of hot flashes and that her hormones had been uh, at shifting a lot. And so, um, so like there are times where I can feel like if I have an emotion, I'll ask the person how they're feeling. And typically it'll be the same emotion, um, so that's for me how you know I can see it and feel it, but I I grew into that. It wasn't instant, and I had to learn to trust mm-hmm. you know what I was seeing and feeling, and 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 that you know just I think comes with time. Yeah, I, I would agree with Elizabeth. So um, when I'm working on somebody and there's something happening to them. One of the first things that I do is just make sure that I'm out of the way. And how that happens is I'll see it in my mind's eye. I'll get a, a, um, an emotion or a vision of a person or a feeling of fear, you know, not speaking their truth, something of that nature. And effectively, I'll ask my guides, like, you know, is this correct? And if they mention it to me, three to four to five times, that's when I will actually verbalize it to the client because I know that I'm out of the way. It's not any of my preconceived notions of who I am in this human state. It'll be something that is um, uh, true and has been guided for that person. And it's very much on. They're always like, oh, yeah, or wait, what's that, you know? Um, so it's, it's, it goes back to the, my first part of empirical data of like, I had to learn to trust my guides mentioning that to me 
three to five times to know that I'm out of the way and that I can see what that is. Is it, is it that person's aligned, um, you know, wrong physically, or is it something they're thinking too much about it versus just going with the flow and, you know, ha- course correcting over time versus having a, a point, a data out there saying that that's what I'm trying to reach, but some way they're blocked and, and um, they just can't move forward to the next step. They want to get to the end of the path versus traveling the path that is necessary for them to get to it. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Okay. Thank you. That was very articulate. Yeah. Very helpful. Um, you I both actually work- also, yeah. there's times where um, that will happen, like with Carl saying that he'll hear something, you know, several times. And that happens to me, too, where um, something will come up, and it used to be where I would really quickly want to speak to it, but my guides, it's almost like somebody, and it's not, it's going to sound horrible, but but it's like somebody's um, squeezing my my throat so that I won't speak. Uh, It's like they're not letting me speak it yet. And so I've learned just from sort of light pressure on my own throat, if it's time to say it, uh, or for whatever reason, it's not time. Yeah, yeah, I would concur with that. It's something like sometimes there's information that you understand, but they're not ready to hear. It's, it's, it's something of that nature, like just hold on, let's work through this, and then we'll carry on. And for me, it's really like somebody's whispering in my ear. It's like, yeah, yeah, I have that too. Yeah, yeah, I have that as well. And I'll have <laughs> some information that comes in, and I'm told not to, not to share in that particular yeah. d- degree of what has come in, and that it's shifting, that it's being healed, and that at the right time, that information on the mental level is appropriate. Um, and so it's just it's so trusting what's coming through and being guided and guided. And, um, and speaking and that, about I being guided. I think you learn more and more just at deeper levels of, of being guided, you know, and that, I mean, it truly is just being guided and yeah. following it. Yes. Yeah, and, and not, not understanding it, but trusting it. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, um, I, I think between Elizabeth and I, sometimes we're like, what are you doing? And, <laughs> and, and an acceptable answer for us is, I don't know. And we just carry on. It's, it's like, okay, I don't know either. Cool. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of times later, like for me, I won't know what I'm doing. And then the guides will tell me later. And sometimes it's in that later in that session. And then other times it's sessions later where then I fully understand what I'm learning. Like, and it's both Carl and I, like we did learn from a healer. Uh, but what was really great from her, I mean, we had these gifts and talents already but uh, she didn't. She wasn't trying to uh, teach everybody the same thing, uh, to work in the same way. And so I think what that allowed for us is to learn to trust our guides. And now, like I, I learn from my guides, uh, and they will come through and teach me things that that are told that I didn't learn 
in sort of this world. Yeah, totally. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Do you hear them or sense them? How does, can you tell us about your relationship to them? And even like when they came into your life that you're aware of? and Sure. Um, um, for me, it was, it, was, it was an interesting thing, and now they're just kind of inherent and always around, uh, especially when I'm in a, in a state. But they also help out just on a daily basis of me making decisions and whatnot. Um, but for me, it was first I had one, and it's not even, it's like um, Casper the Friendly Ghost. That sounds really bad. But <laughs> I love it, re- it, it really, <laughs> it's like Casper the Friendly Ghost. It's a um, human form, but kind of wispy, opaque. And not necessarily with legs. It really is like a Pac-Man um, <laughs> ghost. Um, and and they would zoom around, and I would be, you know, working on somebody, and they would zoom around and go, um, uh, point me to the right place, help me sometimes with it. And it started out with one, and then right now with me, probably on a, there's probably more, but the people that I'm or the things that I'm aware of are they're about seven. And when I knew that we were fully aligned was when they would line up kind of like in a, um, a lineup above my head in the back a little bit, and we would start a session, and I would be like, send in one, send in two, send in three, send in four, send in five. And they would go and um, help scan, help understand, help fix whatever it was necessary um, to get the client it's like a delivery it's like a delivery mechanism of information so that the client can move on with their higher self um, um, so that's kind of where I am currently is that they're they're with me they help me they're the little guys whispering in my ears telling me you know this is this is what's going on make sure that I hear it three three to five times before it's mentioned um, and it's great. It's a constant, um, especially in healing companion type thing. Um, I just know that they're here looking out for me and helping me out and helping, um, my client and helping out the world. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's yeah. my system. That's my system talk, oh, right? I... Small, yes. <laughs> medium, large, extra large. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think for me, uh, you know, I look back when I was a kid and I used to hear voices and I didn't understand and I was aware enough that that was really bad in our culture. And um, so I was, I was really scared by it. Um, And so throughout my life, I've definitely had, you know, the feeling of, of, uh, presence and spirits and uh, but with my guides I mean it's just um, I don't know how many I have I know there's quite a few and there's they as I sometimes as I grow new ones will come in to show new things and and there's also ones that leave once their job is done Um, and uh I mean, I definitely speak to them throughout the day, uh, for sure. And 
I mean, everybody can do that. And that's one of the big things that I try to relay to clients, you know, is that is asking your guides for help and really start talking to them more and more. Uh, Because I think, you know, we're all surrounded by guides and we have guides, but there's so often that they don't know what to do because we want one thing. We keep asking for one thing and then we ask for another. And I think there's a lot of confusion sometimes. Uh, And when we don't know, when we don't ask for help, that they don't know that, you know, they're waiting for that. Uh, I remember I was getting a healing once and uh, this, uh, this healer, she was describing that there was, that there was a new guide that had sort of just was waiting down the road and had been waiting and waiting (laughs) for me to move into this sort of new place so that, that the timing that I was ready and, but that this guide was just sort of hanging out until, until that time. Yes. Yeah. I, I love uh, that we were saying too, that that we just need to ask because I feel like, you know, we are standing at, our free will but here they are just waiting being like oh let us at you you know just just ask oh yeah (laughs) big time uh, so I just have that relationship with them as well that I just um and and also have a guide too that was waiting for me for quite a while to to kind of really welcome um them in and so I was wondering if you can share oh yeah oh I just what I run into is people don't know that and I did this myself. Like, you don't, I always thought that I was just supposed to be, like, you know, very gracious and thankful and always being like, thank you, thank you so much. I, you know, I'm so glad you're here, which I am. But it wasn't until I became a lot more aggressive and forceful <laughs> than being like, I need some help and I need it now. Yeah. And that's when I started seeing a lot of change. And I'm still very grateful, but, you know, they take, if I get mad at them, they take it with a grain of salt. I can hear them laughing. Like it's yes. not, they don't take it like what we do on a, on the human level. So yes. like, that's what I always try and get across to my clients is start talking to them and ask them to help you. And they will. Yeah. And, and every day, all day for any decision that you need to make, they, they can, they can totally help out and, and be, um, you know, sometimes they might not know, but that's also an answer in itself, um, of like, well, maybe I don't need to make a decision right now. And that trust that when the time comes to make the decision, it will happen. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you have a balance in, in working or like working with the guides, but then also working with your own inner divinity and your own inner knowing and your own uh, wisdom within? Is there a balance or does it just come naturally? Is it something you think about or conscious of? I don't, for me, it seems like a, it seems like a really easy balance, actually. Um, It flows really well. I think it's, um, I feel like it. The, it's just woven together naturally. You know that when I'm in a healing state, working on someone, uh, a lot of times I'm. I'm. My guides are there, but I'm working like it's someone else's guides that will show me what they need. Um, and so, I. I don't find that that you know. I, I guess I'm. I find it pretty easy to 
for that for the balance. Yeah, um, I'm with that as well. Um, it, it, it's something that actually, when I didn't understand uh, who I was and the guides were helping me, I was probably much worse off. Um, uh, like, yes. like, yeah. like under, so like, you know, I get to a certain age and then, then I start to understand this talent and this thing. And then all the pieces looking back in my life just lay in and fit and it all makes sense. Um, whereas before, like my childhood and growing up to age 25, 30 was confusing and weird and what, What's going on? But now that I understand this part about me and have greater insight into it, it just all sort of makes sense. So there's definitely um, a, a balance to it, but it's not out of control. It's it's something that, um, like, you know, one of the, I, I said it between me and Elizabeth, but I also say with my wife and my son, like, what are you doing? And I say, I don't know. <laughs> Um, and that's an acceptable answer. And then yes. you know, I might fill them in later and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. So I, I think it comes pretty natural and, it, and understanding that and having that extra piece in with my guides has been very helpful for me. I find it much more comfortable yeah. than like what you just said about I felt like my childhood and in my 20s and even 30s it was, it was, I became much more comfortable when I turned 30, but I feel like it was, part of it was because I just was so uh, alone in a way. I mean, you know, and I find this to be much more uh, comfortable and I feel much more balanced. Yeah, and confident. Like, there's an understanding now that I didn't have growing up as a kid, and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And maybe that's why Gosh. one of the reasons why Elizabeth and I are drawn together is the, the similarity there. Yeah. Yes. I think it seems like all three of us have a really similar story. And I just really appreciate even hearing from you. Um, something just, it's almost as comforting just to be like, oh, gosh. Gosh, we're so similar. Yeah. So we are going to do uh, Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we'll continue our conversation. And I would love uh, to hear from you guys about just, you know, people that you've you've been working with and then working. Uh, I know you guys work together as well. If we can talk about that and any stories that you have to share about your experiences, um, I would just love it. So, so we'll come back uh, and continue our conversation, but stay tuned. We are listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Experience multidimensional transformation with Carrie Jahan. Multidimensional transformation is a powerfully effective healing modality that works consciously with the zero point field. With this innovative modality, Carrie facilitates individuals and groups in experiencing a vibrational shift towards a healthier and more harmonious state of being. Carrie works compassionately and diligently with people to help them resolve physical pain, emotional troubles, spiritual struggles, and subconscious beliefs from both current and past lives. Carrie works remotely with people around the globe. 
She helps facilitate some of the deepest healing her clients have ever experienced. To schedule an appointment for multidimensional transformation, contact Carrie through her website at carriejahan.com or call 845-802-4130. Again, that's Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E.com or call 845-802-4130. Being Here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss Being Here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane, right here on the 7th Wave Network. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. You're listening to Quantum Leaps in Healing. To reach our show today, call into 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to Carrie Jahan, K-E-R-R-Y-J-E-H-A-N-N-E at gmail.com. Now, back to Quantum Leaps in Healing. So welcome back, everyone. It's Carrie Jahan, and here with me today is Elizabeth Hopman and Carl Edwards, energy healers that do some amazing work. I'm delighted to have them here today. Um, Elizabeth and Carl, I'm wondering if you can share some stories of people you've worked with and tell a little bit about working together. Carl, do you want to start? <laughs> um, sure. Um, well, no, you start. Let's talk, let's, talk, let's talk about a recent experience. Okay. So Carl and I just recently helped uh, a woman transition. Um, and that we both actually knew this woman for quite a few years. Um, and just, let's see, probably like four months ago, I was working with her, just me and her. We more than four months ago, we were doing trades. Um, she was a massage therapist. and um, But she got sick, and uh, before she, we knew the prognosis, uh, both Carl and I, we didn't say anything, but we both knew, we said, we talked to each other about it, <laughs> that we knew that it was really clear that she she was dying. Yeah. And... Um, so I was working with her. Really, the whole point of working with her was to, uh, her guides were adamant with that she needed to come back into her body. She was, I think, like many people in our culture, just was, uh, and of course, she was a young woman. She was only in her early 50s. And so very, you know, was, definitely scary news that she was very sick but um she so she was not in her body at all and so her guides were actually at times very forceful um with me to work with her to get her back in her body so that uh it it was really the only way for her to transition it would have been uh much, much longer uh, process and I think a much more painful process. So um, 
I worked with her for probably three months every week, and then it got, um, it was just becoming more and more intense, and a lot of what was intense was actually what was going on uh, with, in, with her family, and so it wasn't necessarily the, the, the healings were really amazing, um, but once it got so intense that I felt like I couldn't, I really was challenged to stay, and I wanted to help her transition, and so I called Carl uh, to help, uh, and so the two of us for, what, more than a month, I yeah. guess, yeah. weekly we went and helped her uh, to basically to leave her body, um, you know, to find, just to keep all the systems functioning. Um, I think, Carrie, I told you when I first started working on her, it was before she knew that she, she we found out that she had stage four lung cancer. Um, and before we knew that, um, I was working on her and her guides actually had me pull up what what Carl and I call grounding cords and it's partly what keeps you uh what keeps you attached to the earth and they had me pull all of them up and that was one of the ways that I knew that she was transitioning. Yeah. Uh, I'd never ever seen it before. When I when they had me start doing it, I didn't understand why I was doing it. Like it it startled me, but I trusted that it was the right thing. And then they started to show me more and more of why I was doing it. And it was then the next week we found out that she was definitely dying, yeah. um, and that it would only be she was only going to be with us for you know three or four more months. Yeah, and 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 I'm so thankful that uh, Elizabeth uh, invited me in because when I got there, it I, you know my first sense was like, wow, where are her legs? What is going on? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is totally new. I've never experienced this before. And and effectively, what we had to do, are was keep her in her body and okay with it. But also, we were guided to prepare for her to travel and building structures and things that I've never experienced or seen in my life and just amazing, fascinating stuff. So Elizabeth and I would be done with the session and we would sit and talk, talk about it. And we're like, wow, I've never seen that. Have you seen that? And I'm like, we're seeing the same thing. That's crazy. Like, you know, the, those things... Um, that is not a normal thing. So for us to be part of that transition and help her out, because I agree with Elizabeth that it would have been a much longer and, and primarily painful process for her. But, you know, we worked on her on a Saturday and she passed away on a Tuesday. And I feel very confident that she was calm, you know, complete, and ready to go. And, you know, it was interesting because when we would work on her, it was, a, a you know, keeping her in her body, but also preparing the structures for her to go. So, like, um, we, they kept asking us to have her remind, um, to remind her about her breath. And what I was seeing wasn't necessarily the breath 
on the physical levels, on the energetic level, and kind of bypassing, um, you know, uh, I, w- I was you know, built a structure kind of from her lungs straight up out of her crown, which bypassed, you know, all the normal things that uh, I had experienced up until that point, you know, the crown, brain, you know, those type of things. I'm like, well, they just want me to ignore that. Not to say that she, to ignore her brain, but be able to make sure that that conduit for her to travel was clean and clear and ready to go so that when she wanted to, and it was her choice, um, that she could, you know, leave and be good with it. It was fascinating. It was. It was, it it was, was so fascinating. You know, it, it's, I always liken it. I tell Elizabeth the story that, you know, we have sci-fi movies and stuff that I try to compare some of the things that I see in my mind's eye, but it really doesn't compare. The things that I see in my mind's eye in order to help this particular woman transition were much grander and greater and more complex and beautiful um, than anything that I could ever think or imagine or see. Um, oh. You know, I'm just like, wow, really? I could write a book on something like this, you know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's so I many think aspects. That one of the yeah. things that was with this in particular, there was one session where, um, where I heard this rumbling sound. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I heard opened it my eyes and I was like, I looked at Carl and he's like, and he nodded like that. Yes, I hear that too. And, <laughs> I, what I, one of the things that was so amazing about this was that the way I always looked at transitioning was that at some point, you know, your crown would open and you would lift out. But what I learned with this was that that rumbling was that I now understand that not only does, you know, the God, goddess, or universe, whatever it is you believe, help you to lift out, what I understood was that the earth, that the mother, also starts to push you out when you're ready, <laughs> that I would wow. see the the earth, like that these energies were starting to push her up and out, and as that would happen, you know, systems below her kept would start to close more and more and more and then the systems above her would open more and more more and more yeah and it was i never i have never heard that i've never read that and i absolutely saw that and it was as soon as i saw it i was like oh of course that makes perfect sense but it never dawned on me before Wow. Gosh, guys, what an amazing story on so many levels. And just just even your openness to like, I've never seen this before. And then your ability yeah. just to work with something you've never seen before. And just, oh, I just love all of that. I could talk to you guys for hours, but the show yeah, is getting too close. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to thank you so much for being here. I just, you are such a wealth of knowledge and so compassionate. And I just, oh gosh, it's been wonderful to have you here. Thanks so much for having us. It's been so much fun. Yes, thank you. This has been awesome. 
Great, great. If you are interested in reaching either, either Elizabeth or Carl or both of them together, their information will be on the Voice America website page under my show. So if you go to Quantum Leaps and Healing and you go to this episode, you will be able to find their email and their phone numbers there. Um, but before I wrap up the show, I want to also share a little bit of what is to come on Quantum Leaps and Healing and how you can reach me. I am a practitioner of multidimensional transformation, and with multidimensional transformation, which is a modality that works consciously with the zero-point field, I help individuals and groups experience a vibrational shift towards a healthier and more harmonious state of being. So I work remotely just like Elizabeth and Carl. I work on the phone or via Skype with people and groups around the United States and around the world. MT, which is the multidimensional transformation, is a very deep and effective work, and it's very gentle at the same time. So if you want to set up a free consultation with me, you can email me at kerryjahan at gmail.com. You can also find me at the web at kerryjahan.com. <clears throat> and so my spelling is K-E-R-R-Y. J-E-H-A-N-N-E. And that's either at gmail.com or just simply .com for my website. So tune in for upcoming shows. I will be interviewing healers to explore wonderful modalities such as body talk and transformational breath. Next week, I will be interviewing Dr. Stephen Daniel, who is the founder of Quantum Techniques. And Quantum Techniques is a new form of remote energy medicine that helps people heal themselves and others from physical and non-physical causes of stress, pain, and illness. Dr. Daniel believes that the body can heal what it can see, and so it's really about getting the body to actually see it. So all healing is ultimately reconnecting to the divine. So a key to quantum techniques is to teach new levels of consciousness and to download them into the physical healing of the body. And this modality, along with the one that I work with, and along with Carl and Elizabeth, are so similar. And just all of it is just fascinating to me. So um, so join me again next week as we dive further into quantum uh, leaps and healing. And Carl and Elizabeth, I just want to thank you again for joining me today. You're just... Ah, I just really just gives me the, the chills just to have you here and just for you to be able to share what it is that, that you're working with. Well, yes. thanks again. It was so wonderful. Yeah, outstanding. Thank you, Carrie. Yes, yes. And hopefully one day we'll all meet in person. I would just love that. Love that. Me too. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. All right. Until next time, everyone, many blessings and be well. See you next week on Quantum Leaps and Healing. Thank you for tuning in to Quantum Leaps and Healing. Carrie Jahan hopes you will join her again next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 